0: Hello friends, Josh Bowen, and Kirk Kenderson coming to you just before 10 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, May 9th. The Mavericks defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 124-97. Josh, how are we doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, the Mavericks have played two straight games against crappy teams and have blown blown them out. The Cavaliers both times, so all is right with the world. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the the leading story coming away from this game is probably going to be Luca and <laughs> yeah hitting. Uh, who was it, Sexton?
1: Yeah, he hit Sexton. Yeah, Colin Sexton. Yeah, he
0: took a swing at Sexton. Um, you know, the the internet and everybody that likes to treat everything like a Zapruder film is uh really endorsing some sort of um some sort of like you know he got pissed and he took a swing is kind of the bottom line. And regardless of where he was going for. That is a technical because it isn't, or not a technical, a uh, flagrant because it shows, in, or flagrant two because it shows intent. And he meant to do it. Like, there's
1: just no question about yes. that. Yes, like, he meant to thrown. swing and hit. Maybe not right. hit him in the nuts, but he meant to, to swing and swing him.
0: Right. Right. You know, the, the losers who love to like make fun of Luke on the internet are like, well, of course he are going to do it. I'm like, honestly, I don't fucking care. Like go find something else to do with your time. He's still, he still swung. The swing is the thing. Even if you would have took a swing at his like arm or shoulder, he still would have been ejected. You can't do that. That's the rule. Right. So that's like the main, the main thing from this game. The the second thing is, is the, the, the Cavaliers, even though they played like 10 guys, like they were resting as many people as possible uh, very Zhao played 16 minutes for them, which should speak a lot to things. You know, Colin Sexton. It's like they were trying to reenact, uh, Colin Sexton's uh, game in Alabama, where he went three on five. It was really something. Because <laughs> even after Luka got ejected, the Maps just absolutely beat the crap out of of guys. Even the the like Tyler Bay and and Nate Hinton played four minutes. It was it was you know the Maps just just pantsed the other team. You know, start to finish.
1: Yeah. Um, and it was good to see, because uh, when Luca got ejected, I think they were only up eleven in the third yeah. quarter. So yeah, like it looked close. Yeah, like so like not saying the Mavericks would have lost, but the realm of possibility of it becoming a close game, and we've seen how this team plays without Luca. Sometimes uh, it was there, so it was a good response. Um, really nice bounce back game for Jalen Brunson. Um, Thirteen points and seven assists in nineteen minutes. He made all of his shots. Uh, good to see JJ Reddick hits and threes and even play. Uh, yeah, he hasn't played in a little bit, so that was nice. Uh, Josh Green had two really nice assists that led to dunks. That seems to be his mo now. Is if you play him at least twenty minutes, he's gonna have at least one assist that makes me arch my eyebrow up and go, "Oh, okay, he can he can do that, I guess." Um, Dwight Powell four blocks, continuing his monster run on the defensive end. It helps to play. Uh, the trash Eastern conference, two games in a row, but he, Kirk, I got to read. So let's see, dating back to the last Sacramento loss. So one, two, three, four, last five games. Here are his block, block and steals respectively. So four blocks and a steal tonight against the Cavs. Uh, One block, zero steals last game, one block, one steal uh, against Brooklyn. Two blocks, three steals against Miami. Three blocks, two steals uh, against the Kings. So uh, he is, <laughs> along with uh, at least three assists in his last four games. So he's kind of filling out the box score in a, in a hilarious way uh, that he really has never really done before, even accounting for April Dwight Powell, I think.
0: And that's really, it's it's hard to read into this because yeah. like when, when the Mavs are... <sighs> I just can't help. I mean, maybe we should, you know, there's there's really not much more to say about this game. I Josh Richardson hit a bunch of two-point shots, which I was pleased with. Um, but uh-huh. I'm not, you know, it's kind of hard to read what that means because the Cavs are bad. I'm glad mm-hmm. he did it because being bad is much better than, or being good is being as much better than being bad. How's that for analysis? Right. Um, but the big picture stuff is kind of interesting because this certain set of guys has played well together for the entire time Porzingis and, and even Maxi has been out. Um, and I'm not sure what that means. Uh, it could be it's just this time of year where they're, where they're getting away with some stuff. It also could be that this team just kind of connect this, this group of guys, this this rotation works in a way that the other ones don't. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I just don't know. I don't see Rick Carl going away from the offensive unit. Of I think it's Luca, Richardson, Finney Smith, Maxi Porzingis. I just don't see him doing that. Do you?
1: You mean like chain, you know, like going away from that lineup when those two guys are healthy?
0: Right, right. I just don't yeah. see him veering away from it. It's he's I don't, he's I don't think so
1: that's been the lineup that started all season, and the only time they haven't done it uh has been well, I mean, he took maxi out of the lineup um right before. Maxie and Kristaps got hurt, remember? He put in Dwight Powell as a starter when the Mavericks
0: had yeah, that little I guess little, that's true.
1: Yeah, had that little kerfuffle losing the, you know, the games against New York and the Kings, I think, and then I think um after, you know, that he went to that. So, uh maybe, I don't know. Uh it's really interesting to think about. Um I think the big thing is if they can get away with playing Dorian at the 4, um that makes the team just light years better i think uh they run into some trouble when they play any team that has any legitimate size up front because dorian dorian is just a toothpick uh when compared to like the bigger forwards in the nba um but when they play like i mean cleveland brooklyn miami none of those teams are playing bruising power forwards or or really bruising for front courts aside from maybe like a center which dorian didn't have to guard anyway and so by doing that, you know, you get Tim Hardaway Jr. back in the lineup, which that's the thing to me is can, can, how can you, can you put Hardaway back to the bench? Uh, he is four straight games over 20 points, uh, hit seven of 11 from three uh, tonight, 25 points. Uh, I think that's going to be the answer because when, when Maxie and, and KP are ready to play, like Tim is the, Tim is the guy starting that hasn't really started a lot lately uh, or you know he's been their their six man for the most part right so that's the question for you I, i'll just bounce it back to you like do they take can, can they afford to take him out or do do you think they just ride ride the hot hand because carl's made some interesting quotes i think in the last handful of days about tim being a starter and how good he is as a starter that kind of made me wonder if there's some legi- legitimacy to him staying put when everything's right yeah, I'm just
0: like that's the sort of thing where my brain is heading towards now because you know, if you're looking at the schedule and I wanna say, like, if you if you block out these three hilarious uh king like hilarious in retrospect, maddening at the time, King's losses, the Mavericks have won let's see here. Well, I guess they did lose to the but it's like they, they started off with a win against the si uh the um I know. They've won a ton of games, is my point. <laughs> and and you like
1: and they'd be different... on a thirteen game winning streak if they didn't lose the last three games to the Kings.
0: Right, right. And they lost <laughs> to they lost to the the there was that really rough stretch where they basically lost they they lost to Houston, then they beat Milwaukee, and then they lost to the Spurs. The Sixers barely beat Memphis, lost to the Knicks, lost to the Kings, and that was when it was like, oh no, what is happening here? Um, and and since then they've they've looked a little better, and it's just. I'm just, it's so hard for me to get a read on this team because I I don't know how good their defense or how bad their defense really is. Because when you play teams like the Cavs two times in a row, it just skews your stats. It skews the recency of your stats too. But then you get blown out by the, by the Kings. So it's like, what, I, I just don't know what kind of team this, this Mavericks team is. And some of that's fun, but it's just, it makes kind of talking about what's going to happen next. Very interesting. They're, uh for anybody who's kind of watching um you know watching the standings if the lakers lose tonight and the lakers play the uh phoenix suns so given how poorly the lakers have been playing tonight it it stands to reason that they they might because the suns are uh very good the suns are 48 and 19 uh if the Lakers lose the Mavericks magic number for missing the, the play-in meaning the they, the lowest they could fall is six is one. So they need one more, like they would need one more game, uh, one or one more Lakers loss to kind of uh, avoid this thing. That's so crazy. it's yeah. And so the Mavericks are really in a pretty good spot compared to how like dire things looked when they lost that Kings game. Um, back on may 2nd which is really only a week ago but that's what wins will do and loses will do to to the lakers so they play memphis new orleans toronto minnesota and it's safe to say now uh, memphis is probably the last time they will see a team at full strength and i'm going to be very interested to see what what dallas does in terms of who they throw out in that game um because they they could kind of view this one as a rest thing too because this has been coming up more and more in locker rooms and I'm just not really prepared to discuss it mainly because uh, my brain can't handle thinking that far in advance whether the Mavericks would prefer playing the Clippers or the Nuggets and it's it just starts to go places like that's where you know that's where people's minds are but uh, you know it's we're just in a really odd and interesting and, and kind of fun spot right now where we can kind of talk about whatever we want but You know, I'm just to the point where there's so much basketball talk over the next week. And it's again, it's it's really nice to be talking basketball like we're not looking ahead to the playoffs specifically because we don't know who the opponent is going to be, but we're also in, you know, the rest of the league is not so interested, despite this being, uh, you know, what could be kind of like a game-changing draft. People aren't focusing on that either. So it's just, it's nice that to be talking basketball this late in the season.
1: Yeah, definitely. And especially with the Mavericks, as well as they've been playing, there's still, I mean, they're not going to answer these questions for us in these last four games, but there's still... Questions that we have, and we just yeah. talked about it like you know what happens to the starting lineup you know do, does Rick send Tim Hardaway jr who's on a hell of a heater does he send him back to the bench does Maxi come back because he got sent to the bench for Powell uh, right before he got hurt um what does the team look like you know what in the hell does Christophs prazingus look like uh whenever he comes back I mean not trying to be a downer uh, obviously the mavs are playing well but um that's a that's something they have to see. You know, is 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 he going to play? Are they going to keep him out for the rest of the regular season? Are they going to give him like one game, like a one game tune up uh, before the season ends, before the playoffs start? Like, uh, it's it's curious. And knowing Rick, he's so you know, he he plays his hands so close to the chest um, that we might we might not see a hint of any of that, and he might throw some real vanilla uh lineups and offense out there for these next four games because even if the Mavericks don't really do anything special, uh, you know, they'll be favored to win every single one of these games uh, yeah easily. Uh because what? I mean Zion's hurt, so that New Orleans game is, is yeah. they're they different. went from
0: they went from hunting a spot to being like, oh shit. Yes. Now we need and, to be now you, you know I, I would I don't know. This and Toronto's
1: done. Memphis is kind of where they're at. I don't know. Well I guess Memphis is trying to avoid they don't want to be in that nine spot. I'm sure. Yeah. I think they're, so. They're still they still have something to play for. And then Minnesota, last game of the season. You know, I mean, who who knows what that's going to look. I, that that game actually, like, if if Minnesota playing a lot better lately, but I mean, it's the last game of the season, so they might. You know, who knows what that's going to be like. So yeah, I mean, that's what I'm watching for. I don't know if we're going to get any of like all those all that stuff I just talked about. I don't know if we're going to see any of that in the, in the next four games. But that's what I'm I'm looking for, uh, and, and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of where I think we're going to close off. So uh, for, you know, I'm going to do a post game locker room, which I will post as a independent podcast, uh, probably tomorrow afternoon for those who like to listen to that. Um, That'll probably be the schedule when we do these, I will combine both regular podcast and locker room when there's a back to back when there's not, I'll post something in the off day. Um, You know, next, I'm going to be interested to see kind of what we do next season in terms of content, because you know, with the games just grindy back to back, it's like, we can't do off day podcasts. Like there's no time for it. Like I would, there's (laughs) three or there's three or four people. uh, You know, I would love to have like for our former editor in chief, Tim Cato on just to kind of like talk Maverick stuff. But when are we going to do that? Because it's like one day between games. It's not like this. We very rarely get these two or three day breaks anymore because they're just so grindy and, and next year, you know, if they go back to kind of the normal schedule where they're they're roughly playing three times a week, it allows for, for things like that and, and more off-day content. But right now, we're just kind of, you know, nose to the grindstone.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, well, thanks, well, everybody, I'm-
0: for listening this long. you got anything else?
1: No, I, I think that's about it. I mean, we covered – I mean, it, it's been a long time since we've been able to be like, oh, and, you know, ho-hum, Mavericks blowout win, and they do it <laughs> in back-to-back game. So I'll just – I'll take it. Take it and run with it.
0: That's right. All right. So this has been Kirk and Josh. We will come to you again on Tuesday night when they play their first uh, back-to-back, our first in a series of back-to-backs Memphis. And we will talk to you then. Everybody have a good week.